Arguing used to be an art form for me. I was proud of it, proud of the way I could debate my way or argue my way to win my objective, whether it was a job or a raise or hell, I can remember back in high school, arguing my way or debating my way into a better grade. Uh, that's the way I saw everything. Everything had to be, had to get whatever I wanted. It was going to take hard work, for sure an argument or a debate. I had to convince someone else that I, to give me what I wanted. Maybe that's why I was, uh, at, le at least initially, liked being an insurance adjuster a couple of decades ago. I just was, thought I was really good at the argument, at the debate, at the negotiation. And that's how, uh, heck, I was raised like that. Everything, it takes hard work. How are you going to do that? You know, anytime, you, I'm sure as a parent, if you are a parent, you've said it to your kids, or as a kid, you've had it said to you, you know, you, hey, I want to do this. And the parent says, well, how are we going to do that? How are we going to pay for that? You want to be a majorette or on the dance line? You want to play football? How are we going to pay for that? You want to get what kind of job? You don't even have that education. You haven't even been to school for that. that that's what uh, someone told me back when I was leaving insurance to get just to hop into radio as a news reporter. Someone asked me that, hey, do you have the education for that? Did you go to school for mass communications or broadcasting? And I just said, nope, I sure didn't. But I got there anyway. Anyway, I digressed. We look, anytime we think of something, at least I've noticed for myself over the years that whatever it is, I immediately start thinking of, okay, well, we got to do this and we got to do that. It's going to be hard. Oh, I'm going to have to talk to this person and they'll probably say this and then I'll have to tell them this. But if they say, if they don't say that and they say this, then I'm going to say that. And I would come up with an argument, an answer for everything. But in reality, I was just worrying about and fussing over all the little details that I thought had to be done in a particular order, in a particular way, with the right people to get my objective. I was worrying about all the junk in the middle, all the hows. How's it going to be done? How are we going to pay for that? Another kid? How are we going to pay for that? <laughs> we heard that a lot from people. You're having another one? How can you afford that? All of these things I worried about were in the middle all of the house, how's it going to be done? How am I going to manage this? The Bible says that in Isaiah 46.10, I declare the end from the beginning. I declare the end from the beginning. And if you look it up in Strong's Concordance, it's I predict the future from the beginning. So that's what we do. That's what we do every day. We decide, we assume Something's going to be a certain way, and that's exactly what we get. Over the years, I imagined I had to argue my way to win something, that I, it was going to be an argument. I would have it worked out in detail on the person I was going to debate with or argue with. And you know what? 
I got a lot of times to argue with people over the years. I got exactly what I imagined up. I imagined arguments, and every time I turned around, there was an argument. Never my fault, of course, but always an argument, because that's what I assumed to be true. That was my end. I was thinking from that end that everything's an argument, everything's a debate, everything's a battle. We have to fight for it. I have to fight for my specific job. It's got to be a specific job. It's got to be a certain raise. I got to fight for fairness, fairness in job market, fairness in society. It's got to be fair for me. It's got to be fair at home. I got to fight and argue for affection. All of it had to, was just a war. And that's exactly what I got, war after war. But now I see all we have to do is declare the end. What do we want? It doesn't have to be, I don't have to argue over a specific job or a specific race or a specific person. I declare the end. What do I want? What is my desire? Is it for a particular job at a local TV station? Is it for affection? Whatever. What's the desire? And then I ask myself, what would the feeling be like if I were that now? What would the feeling be like if I was a wealth creator or if I was financially free? What would the feeling be like if my mom, this is an example, just an example, what would the feeling be like if my mom was cancer-free? What would the feeling be like if I had a happy home? What would the feeling be like if my kids were successful in life, in their pursuing their dreams, fulfilling their dreams? Make this all about how you would feel. Don't think about controlling others. Well, the only way I can be happy is if that person gets out of my life or gets out of the other person's life. I can't be happy until he or she is gone. Gone from my life or gone from existence altogether. Don't make it about anybody else. You don't have to wait to be happy until your guy or your lady is in sitting in the white house it doesn't uh that doesn't really matter you're making it about something outside of you so when you're thinking about what would the feeling be like if my wish were fulfilled make this about yourself and what it would feel like for yourself without putting conditions on it like well it it has to be them they have to be gone or she needs to get elected. He needs to go somewhere else. Don't make it about anything like that. Focus on the feeling of your wish fulfilled. Whatever it is. So what would the feeling be like if I am that? What would it, what would it feel like to know my mom was cancer-free? What would it feel like to hear the to know my son got the job he wanted 
what would the, what would that feel like? And then think of a scene as you're dwelling on, at least for me, when I'm thinking about that, what would the feeling be like? And I'm thinking about the wish fulfilled. And I'm thinking of it, not thinking of it like, oh, well, when, if it is done, I start dwelling on that, that it is done. And all these wonderful things, these images come, just come up in my imagination. And you'll see it. You'll see a scene will come up naturally as you're dwelling from that wish fulfilled within your imagination. Just a short scene, a couple of seconds. It's just a point. It's collapsing that experience to a point. Is it maybe a handshake from a coworker, a congratulations from your boss, or a hug from your wife or your husband? A hell yeah from your son. Whatever it is, that scene, that little imaginal act that implies your wish is fulfilled. It's not the scene itself. It's something that would naturally come up because your wish is fulfilled. It's the, pow the power in that is the implication, what that scene implies. And just run through that scene, dwell in that scene, just take in the, the feeling of it the sight, the sound, the smell, every sense that you can bring to bear in that imaginal scene, just for me, it just makes it more concrete feeling to be real. Uh, I'm not saying that exactly right, but it you want to dwell in that scene until it feels real using all the senses. You can imagine a smell. You can remember a smell or what a, something feels like, someone's voice, all of these things. Just incorporate that in your scene and you're making it from a first person point of view. You're not watching yourself like you're watching a, a home video, not like that. You're seeing it through your own eyes. Dwell in that scene until it becomes real. You feel the reality of it. You'll know when you're done. You'll know when it feels real, when you've accomplished that, when you've planted that seed, because there's a feeling, without getting too uh, graphic, it's that feeling of release. It's done. In the Old Testament, there's a lot of talk. They use a lot of imagery, uh, creativity or creation imagery with the pr reproductive process. So that feeling of done is like, okay, it's done. You will feel the difference and you won't have a desire to continue playing that scene over in your imagination. You'll feel it. You'll know what I'm talking about when you get to it. It's just a feeling of doneness. No desire to continue imagining that because it's planted. And that's a good sign that you've planted the seed because the desire is gone. Because you're now thinking from your wish fulfilled. You're living in the end. If you're still desiring it, if you're still feeling a sense of, oh, I don't have this, I'm not this, then you've not, you're not remaining faithful to that imaginal act. You're not remaining faithful to the knowing that it's done. Everything's already created. 
Neville Goddard talks about states of consciousness, how there are an infinite number of states of consciousness within all of us. A state of the state you're in is your body of beliefs about yourself and about your immediate world, your environment. Some people are just living in the state of brokenness, a state of poverty, a state of everybody's out to get me. Maybe that unloved state. And then there are other people that you see that they just keep just good stuff happens all the time for them and it seems like they're not even trying well i can tell you whether they know it or not they're living in a in a state where they believe and they may not even realize what they're doing but they're imagining up wonderful things for themselves whether they realize it or not what would the scene imply or what scene would imply your wish is fulfilled And what would the feeling be like? That's the key. What would it feel like if I'm loved and I'm a loving wife? What would it feel like to hear a good medical prognosis for my mom? Oh, yeah. Remain faithful to that. Love you guys. This is Feeling Twisty.